0: Well, welcome everyone to Church This Sunday here online with us. We really do give you a warm welcome. First of all, I want to say greetings from Pastor George and uh, Andrew, uh, all the way from Spain and Uganda. They send their regards to everyone. This week, uh, we are concluding our series in the Holy Spirit, and I'm talking today about the Holy Spirit who comes uh, into our lives to empower our witness for Jesus. Over the past couple of weeks, we've been hearing some great teaching from our teaching team here at Christian Centre, and uh, so I'm looking forward today just to closing this series, but I hope it's an ongoing series in our lives and an experience that continues well after today. Do you know the evangelist uh, Ben Wilkerson once said, have you ever wondered why when God saved you, he left you here on earth? If God had wanted to, he could have taken you up directly to heaven the moment you trusted Christ as your Savior, but he didn't, which means he left you here on earth for a particular purpose. I don't know how that affects you, but this week I was thinking, what is it that uh, we can do on earth that we can't do in heaven? Well, you know, we can sing, pray, maybe fellowship and hear God's word um, on earth and in heaven. Probably we can do all of those things, but the one thing that you can do on earth that you will not be able to do in heaven is to tell a lost sinner about the good news of Jesus Christ. See, there will be no sinners in heaven. Now, just before uh, Jesus returned um, to his Father, he actually said to his disciples, Um, you know, I, I want you to do something. I want to make it very clear. On my departure, I want you to know what I have called you to do. And this is what he said. We read it in Acts, and it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we know that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit in his ministry. He knew the importance of others, his disciples being, you know, empowered by the Holy Spirit in their lives. And so he said, you go to Jerusalem, you wait there, you go to an upper room and you pray and you wait until the promised gift that I have told you will come and he will help you. And Jesus here emphasized these two things, that the Holy Spirit empowers his disciples and that Spirit-filled disciples will actually witness for Jesus around the world. And that's exactly what happened. And we see it, this Pentecost, uh, this gathering, if you like, to celebrate Pentecost, we see the disciples in the upper room and we see the Old Testament scriptures actually fulfilled. This was a major moment in history as Jesus died on the cross then this moment in history was just a massive moment when the Holy Spirit came. Now, it was this fulfillment of prophecy back in Joel chapter 2, 28. And this is what it says And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Can I hear an amen for the white haired boys? Your young men shall see visions, and also upon your servants and upon your handmaidens in those days I will pour out my spirit. Isn't that incredible? Years before this event took place. Then we pick it up just after the disciples in the upper room had experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. They're speaking in tongues. People from all over the world that are gathered there celebrating Pentecost hear them praising God in their own languages, and they think these guys are crazy, they're drunk too much, and but they're all declaring the praises of God, and Peter goes out there and preaches the sermon of all sermons. Incredible stuff. This guy who had suddenly, you know, one day had denied Christ is empowered by the Spirit, and he becomes this inflamed, powerful preacher, with great courage and boldness, and he speaks this incredible message. And there in Acts chapter 2, we actually find recorded there, it says, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. How incredible. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and the young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servant and on your handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Incredible truth. This this moment of reality as this scripture is fulfilled. And so what happened in Jerusalem at Pentecost, actually here marked out a new era for the church where God by the Holy Spirit, would no longer just come upon people as he had done in the Old Testament, but now he would come and indwell people, and it would become evident to all. And the mission of Jesus in a locality now was to explode, and it would go right around the world. People Lots of people being empowered with the same spirit that Jesus had exuded from his life and lived with now was available for every single ordinary person. I find that incredibly astounding and so it was the Holy Spirit now who would come and distribute gifts, spiritual gifts as he determines it's the Holy Spirit that would come and reproduce christ's likeness as fruit, the fruit of the spirit as evidence of his transforming power and. He would also just come and give new courage and boldness. And in fact, the the Greek word there is the word dynamis. This is where we get the word dynamite. Imagine this an explosion that happens in somebody's life. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced that relationship with the Holy Spirit? That where you suddenly become. fused and alive and on fire for God. Just incredible thing that took place. And he said, when that happens, you're going to be witnesses wherever I send you in the world. Just powerful stuff. Now, what Jesus said to them, friends, I believe with all my heart, he says to us today, he leaves us on earth that we might be his witnesses. And this was God's plan for the church. And he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you the comforter, the advocate, the one who's just like me. That's how you're going to know that he is of me and he is the one I am sending. He said, he's going to just look like me. You're going to know him by that. And he's going to give you the power that you need to do what I'm asking you to do. So this is God at work in us, in ordinary people, just incredible. Now I remember a number of years ago and going to work with my father and he passed me um, a a power tool to fix or to make a hole in one of the plaster boards in the ceiling before we were due to plaster it. And he gave it me and I stood on the scaffolding and held it up and started to try to cut the plaster board. And I, I, I pressed the, the, the button to, to start it. Nothing happened. I pressed it again. Nothing happened. I pressed it again. Nothing happened. I shook the machine, you know, hoping that I would shake it into power. Nothing happened. I turned around and looked at my father, and he was laughing, right? He was laughing so much. He was one of those belly laughs, and he, it wasn't even switched on. He flipped over the power, and I pressed it. And on it came, just incredible. Soon as he flicked the switch, the power came, on the tool came on, if you like, and, and, and it was the power that made that tool effective. Without the power, it wasn't effective. It was useless, but with the power, it actually became effective. I actually believe it's the Holy Spirit that makes a Christian's life effective. That power that comes into our lives, it comes from God. He comes from God, and He empowers us and makes us effective. And that's what we want to see every Christian here at MKCC. Be filled with his spirit to know God in such a way to experience that power and to move on with God. When I heard about the Holy Spirit as a young man, I became so hungry, so desiring for God in my life. And so I've lived every day of my life open to God, praying, God, would you come? Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? And I pray that that might be your experience too. And he's come into my life and he's helped me time and time again to do things planned and to do things sometimes that have been unplanned. But God's spirit just came in the moment and just incredible things have happened in my life. So God always equips us to do what he asks us to do. And that's the beautiful good news of this. And so Jesus actually said, you will be my witnesses. You You will be my witnesses. Not might be, not could be, but will. You will be when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And what does that mean as a witness for Christ today? How does that impact us? Well, it's just three things. first one is this. A witness tells of what he knows. He just tells what he knows. The dictionary defines the word witness this way. One who has seen or heard something. And one who furnishes evidence. They, that's what they do they bring the evidence see in a court of, uh, of law a witness doesn't he swears on the bible you know i i swear to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth that's all that he has to say he's just a witness to that truth and as you read through the new testament right through the the book of acts you'll see chapter after chapter acts two acts three acts 10 Acts 13 and Acts 22 that if I had the time I could read all of these to you but you would you would begin to to see that the disciples they just told the truth what they knew about Jesus they said we have seen him we've heard him we 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 have felt him we 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 saw him crucified and we saw him raised to life and that's what we have to tell they just told the truth now, the disciples testified to these things about Jesus, and, um, and above all, particularly, you, you read about the resurrection. You know, because that's what they saw. And that was the powerful thing of Jesus revealing who he was uh, that he was God, and only God could be raised from the dead. Only God could have that kind of power that would be released and seen and evident. And they were the eyewitnesses. They saw that. Now, that is all recorded in the Bible, led by the Holy Spirit. It's called God's truth, and it is for us. It's for us to hear, to witness, to believe in, and for us to declare. In the world. And you don't have to be, you know, a theologian to be a witness for Christ. It doesn't require a college degree, but what it just requires is is to tell the truth, the truth about Jesus. Absolutely anyone who's willing to listen, you know, we have to share that story with, just tell them the truth about Jesus. You can do that. I can do that. And the Holy Spirit helps us to do just that. The second thing is a witness shares what they have experienced. And we read in John 1 and verse 1, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, we proclaim concerning the word of life. That's Jesus. They're saying, we saw him, we heard him, we walked with him, we touched him. Verse 2 says, the life appeared, and we have seen it, and we testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was the Father and has appeared to us. Those three things, Christ appeared, We experienced him personally, they're saying, and as a result of that experience, we now declare his glory. He appeared, we experienced it, and now we're declaring it. You know, every person knows, um, I think, you know, when a salesman comes to them, whether they believe in the product or not. You know, the best salespeople are those who really do believe in what they're selling to the point where they're just telling you about this, you know, product, if you like. They're simply talking about it and and of what they know and what they've experienced of that product in in their own lives. And those types of people are the best salesmen. I remember a BMW salesman, you know, some years back, um, talking... Uh, about this car and he was talking to me more about his own personal driving experience at the time. He, he was an older guy and he talked about, you know, his experience driving the car and how it was in the perfect driving position, how, how it had all the controls were easily at hand, you know, how, how it just responded as he drove the car. You would think it was the best car on the road and to him it was. It really was, and I thought about that. It's incredible the way he, he talked about that car, and so trick, trying to trick him up, I asked him, you know, what car do you drive then? Because I thought that would be good to answer if he believed in this BMW so much. And of course he said, I, no question, Mr. Sherritt it is a BMW 3 Series that I drive, and explained that he'd been saving up for this car because, you know, it's a car that he must have because of the driving experience that, I have. that was quite powerful. It made me think this week about how we share the gospel and what a difference, doesn't it? It makes when somebody's passionate, when they're talking about Jesus from the depth of their experience, what he means to us. And it becomes evident and it becomes noticeable when we share it in such a way. That, my friends, is the best way of witnessing. And if you know Jesus and you've experienced him, you can talk about all that he's done in your life. You can share about how he's changed your life, how he guides you day to day. You can talk about how God gives you strength to face your own trials. You can talk about how God gives you the courage to conquer every one of your fears. You can tell them how you met Jesus. You can talk about the difference that he's made in your life. See, your own experience is the greatest testimony that you could ever have because you know it's true, you've experienced that, and therefore it's more convincing to other people, right? It really is. You know, I just want to encourage you to remember here as well that you can't you cannot, sorry, convert your friends to Christ. You can only tell them your story. you can only tell them what you've experienced. you can only tell them what you know. It is God the Holy Spirit, who converts people. So let me set some of you free today. By that, it's God, the Holy Spirit, who convicts and converts people. Your job is to tell the story. And the third thing I want to just say today is a witness remains loyal to the end. Loyal to the end. You know, in Greek, the word witness is martyrs, in which we get that English word martyr actually from. It means being loyal to Jesus no matter what the cost and speaking up for him even when others oppose you standing up for Jesus this is seen right throughout the Old Testament uh, sorry the New Testament and it's also seen right throughout church history too where persecution and even people gave their lives in fact right through the early church and even as I've said through history we actually people see people who love Jesus choosing death rather than denying the name of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior now in today's world You know, I don't think any of us may be having to give our lives for the gospel in such a way. Not at the moment anyway. But maybe, you know, it kind of led me to think about another question. If I don't have to give my life and and, and die for Jesus, what about giving my life to live for Jesus? to give Him absolutely everything, to be full of His Spirit and live for Him. You know, And witnessing, I've heard so many people, some say, I'm struggling with this, I don't know what to say, I'm a little bit fearful, I don't know, you know, enough about the Bible, I'm going to make a mistake, I don't know it's going to work in my life. Doesn't the list go on and on? You could probably add a few yourself. Well, listen, my friend, nobody knows enough of the Bible, really. You know, keep reading it and keep growing and keep learning. But while you're doing that, just tell, you know, tell what you know. Just just tell what you know and leave the results to God. And don't ever give up on the gospel because you think it won't work in somebody's life. You know, Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would work through your testimony through your witness so let's believe him let's trust him it's not your strength your power or your ability but it's all about God the Holy Spirit his strength his power and his ability at work in and through you don't you find it like me just incredible that the Holy Spirit wants to speak through you to fulfill his mission to be a part of what he's doing I say what a privilege What a privilege you and I have. That's right. What a privilege. As I conclude this morning, I just want to encourage us all to remember again how Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. That's the job description for every Christian. You will be my witnesses. What does it mean? to be a a witness for Christ today? Well, we've already said a witness tells what he knows, a witness shares what we've experienced, and a witness remains loyal right to the end. See, God has placed his power in you and I to be his witnesses at any moment. Wow, at any moment. That's the wonderful journey, the mystery you know, the excitement of being a part of this life with God that He could work at any moment through you. So I want to encourage you all to be open to the work of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you to be open to the ministry of His Spirit. I want to encourage you to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Be open to Him. Be hungry for Him. Be fully surrendered to Him. Do you want that? Then I want to pray A simple prayer this morning and make that your prayer just say as you wait on him right now lord i'm open to you come holy spirit baptize me saturate me drench me fill me may the character of christ be formed in me i'm available to be used by you as a channel for your gifts, to bring glory to your name alone. Here I am. I'm wholly available to you for the rest of my life. Amen. Now I just want to say, as I just wrap up today, why not pray that God would use you to be a witness for somebody today? And why not... When you feel that prompting, follow up and speak up. Share your faith. Hey, if you've not done our growth track, I want to encourage many of you on that journey, not to stall, not to stop, but to continue to do the mission course because there's lots of practical helps and advice that will be really helpful to you. And finally, for next week, I just want to say to all of you, if you've got a question about the Holy Spirit that you'd like to ask us, then the teaching team are going to try and answer as many questions as possible uh, next week. So help us with that. Send them in. And I'm sure that their contact will be put on the comments section right now for you. God bless you. Have a great week. And let's be open to all that God has for us in Jesus name. Amen.